When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 21. I'm here with Craig McNeil from the Pump Rules podcast. Hey, everyone. And thanks, Mandy, for having me on. Thank you so much. You're actually the reason I'm a podcaster now. (laughs) Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you. Well, it was great having you on my show. Yeah, it was so, so much fun. So, I wanted to kind of get some of the backstory on you because sure. you're such a good interviewer. You, oh, thank you make your guests, you like pry everything out of them. But <laughs> there's a lot that we don't know about you. So I wanted to know you sure. didn't live in LA when you first started watching Vanderpump Rules, correct? That's correct. Yes. Uh, the first two seasons, I was living in Massachusetts. And what made you move to LA? Oh, there was a confluence of factors, really. So I had made this viral video for the Scissor Sisters song, Let's Have a Kiki. And it's um, the one that's comprised of various movie clips and everything. And um, so then I got to be friendly with Jason, Jake Shears, from the band. And he's become one of my closest friends. And he had just moved to Los Angeles. And we were visiting him. Uh, At the time, I was uh, with Blythe. And um, we visited him in New York. A number of times and i was you know sort of feeling out how la was because i always wanted to move to los angeles but didn't things just didn't line up and so he said to me you know you really should just move out and uh, why don't you come stay with us uh, with me and we can you can see what it's like and so we scheduled a trip and we went out there uh the summer of 2014 and then i decided to move for october so then after three months after we visited we were looking for an apartment and then moved and did you move right into the apartment that you currently live in? I uh, know the first apartment that we were in was in North Hollywood, the first place we found. And uh, we were there for about a year. And we have uh, friends that we've known for ages from Massachusetts that also live in the building. So uh, I'd been to the building a few times and it was getting around the time of lease renewal. And they had previously told me that there was an opening in the building, but it was right after we had sort of uh, already locked locked into the other North place. Hollywood place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So 
Uh, it didn't seem possible, but then I, I was like, you know, I should check. And so I called and then within a matter of days, we were moving. So that's how we found this place. And so did you, so you'd seen the show and you knew Tom and Katie before they were your neighbors? Oh yeah. So, um, about the, probably the first month that I was living in LA full time, uh, the person I used to do the podcast with Blythe and this other, another uh, person. And, um, we were, talking about it and she'd invited me to go on uh, a Vanderpump podcast. I said, that'd be great. Then the next time I saw them, I said, Oh, you know, we'd, um, we're looking forward to being on your Vanderpump podcast. And they said, Oh, well I don't have one and I don't know how to do one or anyone who knows how to do one. So, uh, and I was like, well, I know how to do one. And so I said, well, why don't we do it? And so that's how we arrived at doing the original pumped. And so then about within a couple of weeks, that season three was starting. And so we started up with season three, which is funny because it surprised me the other day when I was thinking about, oh, this is the fourth season that I've done a, a podcast for it. And so that's how it started. And we did it for a year at their apartment. And then after moving into the place I'm at now, uh, we switched over to here because it's a lot easier than bringing gear over and everything because I engineer. And right. Flat. Yeah. So uh, then we were doing it here. And then uh, during that year, the first year we were doing it at this apartment, Tom and Katie were overdoing the podcast and, or rather maybe it was just Katie. Yeah. And then Katie was talking about how they were looking for places and nothing was fitting exactly what they were looking for. And there happened to be a vacancy in this building. So the building manager was coming down to look at uh, something to do with the shower right around that time. And so I said, Oh, just, you know what? Why don't you wait a minute? We'll tape in a few minutes. Why don't you meet the building manager and he can show you the spot. And, uh, so they went up and they looked at it and within minutes, Katie was like, I think I'm going to tell Tom that we're moving. So, uh, <laughs> Wait, saw, so you're yeah. the reason why everyone lives down the hall from each other. <laughs> I, I guess essentially. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Because, because of that one uh, domino, the rest. Of yeah. Time. And then yeah. Jax and Brittany moved in. Yeah, exactly. So then there was, uh, at the time, a lot of parties going up on the third floor and, the Jacks, of course, and Brittany were over a number of times, and Sandoval, the, the whole gang. And um, Jacks and Brittany weren't happy with their current apartment. It was post-Koreatown. They were in a different building. And um, they were like, we really want to move in here. And, and a place happened to come available. And so, uh, again, much like the Katie situation, within a short amount of time, they were moving in as well. That's so funny. Does it feel, know, right? does it feel like a dorm room? Like, in a way? Well, we like to call it jokingly Melrose Place. Oh, okay. That, you know, that works a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Jax is so obsessed with friends, but is yes. he trying to, like, make it a thing? Like, is he going to come over with a pet chicken ever? You know, I know he does not, uh, He does drop by, especially uh, up Tom and Katie's, but uh, there is a, a very friendly, frenzy vibe. Um, to the building, you know, like half of the tenants, you know, hang out with each other. And I mean, for instance, another friend of mine, Kieran, who I had uh, stayed with uh, when first looking for that North Hollywood apartment. Um, so we stayed with Jason the first time. And the next time we stayed with Kieran, he's now moved in across the hall from me, which is great. So he's another great friend and he's right there. So I'm trying to load up the building with people I know, I guess. Definitely. So who's moving next? Good question. Good question. I guess uh, tune in next season to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the season, since you're such good friends with some of the cast members, do you sure. know what happens like before the season airs? 
Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, like, for instance, uh, one good example would be the, uh, not altercation, but the, um, the little scene that happened at Peter and Carter's birthday at uh, Saddle oh, the, Ranch, I think it was called. The bootleg Kardashian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I was about four feet away from that whole thing. So that was in, amazing. And something like that, certainly. And, you know, I might hear some scuttlebutt here and there, but there's definitely always still some surprises for me. That felt like a battle rap. Oh, it was really crazy because it really just popped off pretty quickly. And um, there was no ignoring it in the room because it was very loud. But did you know about, like, the Jackson Faith stuff? Well, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're uh, friends with them, you know? You, yeah, you, yeah. No, no, I'm I sure. definitely, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I am a, a witness to, a party to, um, b- before it's made public, for sure. And, and I never like to tell anything, for also because it would be a drag for people to hear about it beforehand. So there's definitely a, uh, I, you know, I just keep an internal line about what is and what is not for uh, the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So of the cast members, who do you feel like you still don't quite know? Like you've spent time um, with them, but you don't really get who they are. That's interesting. Uh, the one I've spent the least time with, but I get along with quite well is Lala. We were very harsh on the podcast about her the season before this one. Uh, but that's also because she was really gum- coming for Katie at the time. Yeah. And, you know, Kate, and I'm really close to Katie. So obviously I had uh, those kind of feelings. Uh, and also that's how I felt it was playing on the show, too, because uh, it's kind of funny balancing the two things. But that um, James, I've gotten to know a little bit more. I don't really know Billy. I mean, I'm not, not here or there. I mean, I've met Billy a couple times. Billy's very nice. Um, so I don't really know. I think I, you know, I've uh, had a nice bunch of interactions with Peter. He's been on the podcast, so I'm not really sure if there's any on, on the cast. Really, um, I'm drawing a blank as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm interested in getting your thoughts on how people are edited throughout a season because I feel sure. like. And I don't know a lot about production. I don't work mm-hmm. in that field at all. But I feel like they decide every season, okay, this person's going to get the bitch edit or this person's going to get the woe is me edit. Sure, and sure. I I feel like we've never seen the true Katie until season this past season. Oh, yeah, like, that's interesting. Yeah. She's, they feel like they keep giving her a weird edit, like the friend edit or uh-huh. the, you know bridezilla edit and and they don't really show like fully who she is they like it seems like they selectively choose scenes that fit that narrative sure Uh, i can understand yeah Yeah, i can see what you mean with that so Um, do you feel like any of the like the people on the show are really shown for who they are or do you think sometimes it's gets messed up a little I do think that they are shown for who they are, but I always think of it like six feet under in that because they're real people, you know, with all different sides to the personality, uh, given the circumstances and, and what sort of has unfolded and what will be unfolding um, due to a, a number of constraints of time and narrative, you'll only see this aspect of the person as it relates to what's happening. So, for instance, with the wedding stuff, 
um, you know, it wasn't really just Katie being a bridezilla, but uh, she definitely had a lot of um, cross moments. But at the same time, she was under all the pressure. And then there was the uh, destabilizing factors of her and Tom having to go through what they went through, say, in New Orleans or grappling with the lingering uh, debris of the cheating incidents or whatever yeah. those were called. So I think then that will naturally sort of inform what is being captured. And then I think they just work from whatever they capture. But, um, but with six feet under, uh, one year the mom is the moral center of the show or the one that everyone feels sorry for or sympathetic towards. And then the next year, maybe you don't feel so sympathetic towards her because you right. feel that she's a little more, I mean, and obviously that's a, you know, a fiction show that's written. But I always think of that because I feel that a show like Six Feet Under is so captivating because it presents the people in such um, human and flawed ways. Whereas, you know, everyone's flawed. So sometimes you see more of the flaws than you do the, um, say, the happier or uplifting stuff. Or with someone like Ariana, for instance, you saw a very vulnerable side of her this year. But I think that's um, largely attributed to her feeling more comfortable discussing certain things that maybe she wasn't comfortable discussing before. And that might have read to some people as if she was above it or, you know, too cool for school is one of the things that I've seen, um, you know. A, 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 She's a guarded. She was guarded. Yeah, exactly. So and, guarded. And sometimes mm -hmm. that can read as more negative than just guarded. Yeah. That's so it's so interesting to see. So who do you think it has is. changed the most throughout the the whole kind of series of the show? Oh, that's interesting. I think that Jax, even though he didn't seem to have changed at all at the beginning or through most of this season, I think that the change that he had accomplished in the 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 sort of honeymoon period of his and Brittany's mm -hmm. relationship, as and and also now since recent you know tragic events has sort of um, consolidated that change. So even though he did backslide furiously for a while, I think Jax, because, you know, the first two seasons, maybe even the third season, he was very almost the demonic character of the yeah. show. And How about you? Who do you think? I don't... I think Stassi, but... That's a great point, actually. You know what? I might change my <laughs> vote based on uh, that because I didn't. But I also right. feel like she's being yeah. more herself now, and before she was playing a caricature of herself. Sure, I think she has. I think my my personal take on it is that once she realized how much of a mistake it was for her to withdraw from her friends and leave the show and the restaurant and all that stuff, once she realized sort of what she was sacrificing in order to stay prideful, I think that. As, to use her definition or her her term, cracked her. <laughs> I love <laughs> Stassi. I asked Peter if yeah, she's great. he thought she would be either offended or excited that I named my dog after her, and he I don't think yeah. he thought she would enjoy it. <laughs> oh really? I think she I think would so enjoy too. It. I think, I think she likes it. It's yeah. like the cutest yeah, dog ever, and she's so stylish. It's an adorable dog adorable dog and um yeah so. and sadly she had to just put down her dog's uh, oh my god uh, really yeah she posted oh. about it it's really sad so our oh hearts my go gosh. out to her because we all know what that feeling is terrible. oh yeah. and the other dog luda must be so sad too i think that's sure. like the saddest yeah, sure. part about losing a dog when you have two is that the other one is like looking around for them it's oh yeah 
That's so, um, heart goes out to Stassi. Have you met her new boyfriend? He's not that new, I guess, anymore, but yeah, you like him? You know, I got, oh yeah, he's, he's terrific. I I had met Patrick once at the, um, at Stassi's birthday party, very brief. So I couldn't really, you know, gauge him that well, but I didn't really like what I'd heard in terms of the ups and downs and the drama and all that stuff. And then when I watched their interactions, I I thought, this guy is well, and he worst. didn't come in Which costume. Is, like when you saw him at her party, and right. he wasn't in costume, what was your first thought? I was kind of curious as to why he wasn't in costume. I thought that was a lame move. Um, you know, if your girlfriend or your boyfriend is throwing a costume party, especially for their birthday, the least you could do is even a half-ass right? attempt at that. And you know, and it's funny because so I was at both. Uh, Ariana's party and Stassi's party. So I split the night. And, you know, if you compare the boyfriend uh, maneuvers that night, you know, Sandoval. Well, he is. <laughs> Sandoval, I maintain, is the like one true person on the show that if I met him in real life, we would be like good friends. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah, a great guy. I, he guy. just like his style of his like hobbies and all his interests. I love people that are like all yeah. over the place and have so many interests and are so serious about their totally. craft. I love that. And passionate and like full of fun and want to make things great for everyone, which is another thing that I think is going to really make a great mark on Tom. Yes. Tom. Oh my gosh. So when is Tom Tom opening? I'm not sure. Oh, the exact no one knows. Day. No, it's very soon though. Excited. Are I they know. waiting? But I'm sure we'll all. Do you all think know they when it's, waited when it's until this next season to? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just one of those things where, based on when they started construction, and of course the inevitable delays that happen with those yeah. sort of projects, um, that it just sort of naturally dovetails. Well, what do you think about the fact that Lisa has not cashed, or at least as of the taping? of the reunion hadn't cashed Tom and Tom's check. I thought that was pretty lame what she said on the reunion. I thought her whole attitude sucked. I was actually really surprised how disappointed in her statements I was because most of the time I think Lisa's pretty right on the money, but I thought that she was being a really weaselly and unfair and destabilizing to Tom and Do Tom. Do they have a contract? That I have no idea. Oh, that weirds me out. Something seems off there. It was. I mean, really... I'm hoping that it was just she was having a weird day, yeah. or she was feeling a little um, salty. I hope it's nothing. Um, I hope it's not indicative of how things are going to progress. Yeah. So, do you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or any of the other shows? I do actually. Um, I love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. However, I have to say. I have not seen one episode of this season just because of uh, work complications. Yeah. I've been I mean, it's, really busy. It's a lot to invest, honestly. It, Anytime it I is, take yeah. on a new, like I just started taking on Potomac. and Oh, how is that? It's Okay, so season three is really good. You don't even need to start at season one or two. Um, oh, but good, I good. live in, in the area and I didn't realize right. that they film in D.C. a lot of the time oh, because okay. like the restaurants... Yeah. So there'll be a place, I'm like, I work half a block from there, you know? Like, where, (laughs) this is the middle, I could have gone there for lunch and seen them tape. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a lot. So I'm wondering, when you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, how you think Lisa Uh is portrayed there versus on Vanderpump Rules, where she is an executive producer? 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. She is a little more, not vulnerable, but prone to, or open to the common slings and arrows that everyone else is. Whereas on Vanderpump Rules, she's very much, not if not the moral center, the the mom of the show, or you know what I mean, like the executrix of the show. Yeah. So she is the one who checks in on everyone, one who wonders what's going on. She's not really there for anyone to come for her. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not her position. Whereas on Beverly Hills, which is funny because they do come for her on that, but outside, I mean, I haven't seen this season again. So every time that people have come for her, it seems like they are either off base or have an agenda. I never agree with others against Lisa almost ever on Beverly Hills. Interesting. And generally not on, on, not on Vanderpump rules either. Um, unless she's a little too dismissive of someone or whatever. But yeah, I've always take, been on her side with the Beverly Hills stuff. A few um, weeks ago, maybe last month, she did a, her mm-hmm. and Pandora and I think Ken had a rosé event in Ardmore, uh-huh. Pennsylvania, <laughs> okay. which is like not near where I live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my friend Katie and I decided the day before to rent a car and just drive there and we had no idea how big of an event it was going to be also our Uh car that we rented like wasn't available so we actually had to like find a different car rental place it took two and a half hours and we drove all the way to pennsylvania and they were sold out of rosé in like oh my god like five mile radius you couldn't even get it and you had to have a bottle to meet her oh that stinks (laughs) what a drag you think They'd have enough. I mean, I guess that shows you that how how powerful the branding is. It was. And also, by the way, I'm not. A, I don't drink at all. But people who are rosé snobs. Oh, it's so good. Do, it's really yeah. good. And people who didn't even want to like it because of the label were like, "I hate to say this, but this is great." Oh, this isn't any like, yeah, Ramona Pinot Grigio. This is this is okay, the real so Ramona stuff. Ramona Pinot Grigio <laughs> is the Ramona stuff garbage. It's not terrible. I mean, I definitely not a wine you know connoisseur, but. I I like what I like. You know, it could yeah. be cheap. It could be expensive. I love sure. Vanderpump Rosé. Love oh, it. Oh, cool, yeah. It's so good. So <laughs> I have a couple, like, questions that a lot of uh, viewers have been wondering that I was wondering if you could shed some sure. light on. And if yeah, you're not comfortable, you can just say it and we can move okay, on yeah, to another no subject. So the whole is about the pasta thing. Is that really about cocaine? No, it's really about pasta. That's what I thought. It's absolutely about pasta, yeah. I feel like... I think what happened (laughs) is she... They ate... They started eating Raquel's food. James is very, very, very um, easily triggered when it comes to anything that might be considered or uh, interpreted as disrespectful towards Raquel which is very interesting as has been pointed out on the show a number of times because he is so uh, quick to insult Lala's man. And ever and Brittany. Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, all of that. And you, you heard about the recent uh, hubbub. Sort of. So that he was like shouting stuff when he was DJing and like Brittany was crying and yeah. so stupid. Yeah, exactly. So stupid. Yeah. What's the point of that? So... So I don't know. I'll, I know Stasi admits very openly to using Xanax and alcohol at the same time, but also Adderall. 
like, do you think that that's something that a lot of the cast do or that they feel they have to, to keep up with the schedule for filming? Oh, I don't, I don't really think so. I think, um, if there's any Adderall use, I'm sure it's prescribed. I, I think, I think it's, um, more tasty of a subject because it's so intriguing. Right. I think I, I, I definitely think that the combination of Xanax and alcohol is a real bad move. And I don't think that she does that on a regular no, basis. It was very obvious uh, too. It was so obvious. I mean, she was like, she was not behaving like herself. No, at all. She looked like someone who was on Xanax and alcohol. I mean, she, she right, right. <laughs> was like, but goofed up. The yeah. thing that really stuck out to me was that she even said in her confessional that she was like nervous about the evening. So she was going to bring some Xanax just in case. <laughs> right. And like to do that, to hang out with your boyfriend is so right, have to, like, yeah. dark. It's horrible to have to basically like numb yourself out to the point where you can handle being around this person. Is a gen- generally a good indicator it's that you like shouldn't be with them. Not like a root canal or like a transatlantic <laughs> flight, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. What on earth? Okay, so then the question that I really want to know is sure. what the hell was behind Jack's his whole like meltdown rage where he flicked off everybody? That was not normal. No, I agree. I was stunned by that, too. I remember hearing about it at the time that he just sort of like had a meltdown around that time. I think he'd had one or two other similar sort of unexplainable meltdowns. I think it was the mounting stress of of his father, who was sick. Exactly. His father's sick. He's in this bizarre, untenable, granted self-created, but still untenable situation with Brittany where they didn't know. No one knew what was going on week to week. You know what I mean? No one really knew what was happening. And uh, it's not like you want to knock on the door and be like, Hey, so what's the latest? So, um, and then when you saw either of them, you know, you didn't want to bring it up because you don't want to upset your friends. So, um, no one really knew. I think really it was just that probably a little bit of exhaustion. And I mean, they were all drinking that night, but I think he just, I don't know, lost it. That looked like that looked like full on coke to me. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I have no. I mean, I would. Yeah. I, I, and I would not say that or well no. comment on that. that. And and just it seems as if now he has found ways to like describe his emotions using words, whereas before yeah. it seemed like he couldn't, and so he was like became like the Incredible Hulk, and it looked like a vein was about to burst any time. <laughs> You know, like he just was about to explode because he had no way of describing how he felt. And yeah, I, I think that's what I see. That's what I think is the main uh, engine behind that whole thing, because he's only just recently gotten to the point where he can sort of describe or even be interested in trying to describe how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. But he was still sort of new to riding that bicycle. So right. I think he wasn't that able to do it at that time. And. I mean, who knows what was going? Right. What was exactly going on at that in that night as well? So this is right around. This is the Sheena and Adam stuff. Yeah. So there's that, stupid. and he's freaking out about that because he thinks that you know Sheena's plotting against them. And then uh, of course he's asking Brittany, who's not really a party to the whole thing. I think it was all that stuff combined. So I uh, I certainly have no comment on anything to do with uh, anything else. <laughs> yeah. So. 
you I don't know if you remember, but when I was on um, your show and it was, I think, January, I said that uh-huh. I thought that Jax's father's death would change him. That's right. You did say that. As, as someone who's experienced the loss of a parent, it's unlike right. anything you could ever describe. And it, it, sure, it sure. fundamentally shifts who you are. And so right. I like truly believed that maybe not immediately, but in time it would change kind of how he saw himself in the world. Yeah, exactly. Do you think yeah. that has started to happen? I do. I do. And I think that's the general feeling from uh, a lot of people. And I think you were very prescient in that. Um, it definitely has made an impact on him. And he's a lot more, I don't know, mellow is not the right word, but it definitely, I think the gravity of that had an absolute impact on him. And as he said on the reunion, he feels that, you know, part of his father's spirit has entered into him. You know, however anyone wants that's to describe great. it. I think he was, yeah. yeah. And oh, I my think God. That whatever people you know, believe, ever, own it. Right. And however they feel yes. is com- comfortable in voicing it, I think that the, he was expressing that very thing. Yeah. So he seems incredibly sensitive, though. Probably the most right. sensitive person on the cast is what I I take as a viewer, he acts like he doesn't care, but he cares about everything. I agree. Yeah. And that's what's one of the interesting um, paradoxes of Jax, uh, that he cares so much and he's so sensitive, but has so long tried to portray himself as someone who doesn't give a shit at all and treated people like he doesn't, that it's almost confusing when you first realize that he does care about everything so much. Yeah. Well... I was checking the other day on Twitter and on my like own personal Twitter, he blocked me <laughs> and I've oh, like, really? never said anything about him. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I wonder what that could have been. I mean, is there a possibility that there was a thread that you were on that went negative? On I'm him or sure. Something? Yeah. If I was like, like to tweet with someone's like, you should just leave him, you know, because sure, she yeah. should have. She, I mean, <laughs> she shouldn't have waited for him to dump her. They could have still gotten back together if she left him, you know? Right. But sure. it's up to her, you know, on whether or not to stay. I just felt that what's the point, Brittany, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I wonder if he'll unblock me. <laughs> campaign. Who knows? You never know. You never know. I, I used to be blocked by him and then that changed. So. You blocked by who? Jax, but this is years ago. Oh, this is years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I've I don't think I've ever been blocked by anyone. <laughs> not a very <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a not a particularly controversial feeling, yeah. person, you know? <laughs> um but speaking of controversy, it seems like the only cast member who's really at odds with the majority of the cast is Sheena. And I know she recently uh-huh. moved to even a different area of LA. So she's not even living right, in the neighborhood. Yeah. How do you think that will affect, like, season seven, her friendships? Do you think they can be rebuilt? I really don't know. I mean, I find Sheena very confusing. I don't really know what makes her tick. So, I mean, if you were asking me earlier about who I'm I'm still not very close to or, like, friendly with or whatever. Or you don't uh, get. I don't get. Sorry, I don't get. That that would be Sheena. That would be Sheena. Because I just... 
I don't get her. And I'm always confused by, I mean, I know a lot of times I feel like I know what her motives are in certain situations and I'll run those down on the podcast, but in a global sense, I really don't understand her at all. Yeah, no, totally. Um, okay. Who do you think was the douchier boyfriend, Patrick or Rob? Patrick, absolutely. Rob was just sort of a garden variety douche who, I mean, he was. He really was Rob garden ever. variety. You're right. He wasn't yeah. like a special We're... flavor, you know? No, exactly. I mean, the fact that he did brag about, sorry, there's a siren going past my place. Um, that always adds some color. Yeah. Uh, well, the fact that he was so rotten to her at the TomTom preview party. <laughs> sort of indicated how he acted in general and also in the forbidden footage episode secrets revealed you know we see that um really awkward dinner between sheena rob raquel and Jane. yes and he really is just obnoxiously grating with his bragging about everything i so, dated the you know princess of brunei and i blah blah right. blah 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 and it, what the hell is wrong like, with why that does guy? he have to throw that in there he, there's no reason for him to throw it right in there. he maintains that he like didn't he was kind of coerced into being on the show that, yeah, that's that's bullshit it's complete bullshit. right yeah that the producers because why did he why did he break up with her basically right after they stopped filming i think he he said he didn't want to make her like look bad but he said that the producers were like this would be bad for sheena if you're not on i don't buy that at all well, i think that guy wanted yeah. to get his face on tv he had some other show that was i don't know where where it airs or why or what it's about but that would only help him if he's his profile would be raised. He comes across to me as the classic L.A. creep that people warn you about when you go to L.A. But thankfully, you don't actually run into most of the time because um, those folks hang out in their own little circles of hell. But uh, and Patrick yeah, is every, that New York creep. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's a New mm -hmm. York creep, and now he lives in L.A. But no also, way, he moved back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a, a serious show from the L.A. office, I believe. Now, because it used to be from the New York office. Yeah, that's right. But he's been out here for a while. And he um, he's worse. And I, this is why, I think. Because he, first off, the on-off, on-off thing. Back and forth, back and forth with Stassi. Uh, which is both their faults, sure. But what be, became very clear to me, just from watching the show, is that he was wildly emotionally abusive and incredibly manipulative to the point that Stasi, who's a very, you know, how, what, what, what phrase you want to like a boss ass bitch, yeah. or however, you know, anyone would want to describe her on the show was sort of reduced to this very nervous person who was so terrified about putting one foot wrong that she wigged out on her best friends, uh, when the stripper and the, when Ariel oh, yeah. and the shot happened, like, that made no sense at the time. I couldn't figure out. I didn't understand at the time when the party ended like that, what the hell happened. Then later it became obvious when I saw Patrick. I'm like, oh, right. Because, you know, when people are with someone who's emotionally abusive and manipulative like that, you're walking on eggshells all the time. It was painful to watch, but I'm so glad yeah. that it was captured on TV so she could see right. it. Because even after they broke up, she was saying yeah. like positive things about him. It wasn't until sure. she watched it back that I think she saw not just what he said, but how she reacted. Definitely. I mean, I, I imagine it's a real um, 
helpful in ways and painful in other ways, obviously, to be able to watch those moments of your life that usually you just can discard or sort of fog out a little bit, uh, you know, see them so clearly on TV. But also I think that she is essentially a sweet person and she didn't want to be bashing someone who wasn't really on the show. I think there's that pull for a lot of people on the show that they don't want people in their lives to be sandbagged. Right. Simply by like Lala, uh, you, know, you know, she doesn't want to yeah, bring, exactly. you know, her boyfriend and his family and in, into this, you know, exactly. she wants to protect yeah. that aspect of her life and, and people with their family members, you know, family members are shown on the show, but there's no yeah. need to go after Sheena's mom or whoever, right, right. like it's, it's not, <laughs> they're not the cast. Although no, they're not the cast, and they're also, by and large, they're not doing anything like Patrick. But Patrick right. was aggressively being a jerk, you know. Well, yeah, he was uh, he was horrible, and that whole myopic yeah. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, myopic. I mean, that guy really doesn't, <laughs> you know, he doesn't know what half of the things or two thirds of the things he says mean. Um. Okay, so one of my main questions for you is, what would be we as viewers would be most surprised to know about let's say Katie. Hmm. I feel like they showed a, a lot question. about her. Like the fact that she can fix anything is something that I wouldn't have known except for they showed it this season, but maybe right. that, that would have been something if, if we had, if it hadn't been shown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She can uh, fix things and also like rearrange your, um, apartment if you need it like you know she can be basically like arrange and organize everything she's a terrific organizer um uh, i don't know what would be surprising i mean because now we've what seen so Schwartz? much about the various aspects like something that we don't know because they only kind of depict him as this sort of puppy dog oh shucks guy i didn't mean to do that <laughs> why can't we all get no, he's along actually very he's actually very funny he's very smart and i mean as is katie as well i'm just trying to think of something that would be surprising about katie do you know what i mean yeah. because she's very she's smart funny she's very caring she's very passionate uh very uh caring about her friends and everything so and same with schwartz and he's very smart and he's witty as well and also we've seen a little more this season of when he can be a little um Brutal in a good way. Brutal honesty, like he says uh, the thing at, when they're shopping for the Tom Tom outfits about how if Brittany goes back to Jack's, he'll ha have no sympathy for right. her. So you see a little bit more of that this year. Yeah. And uh, and again, back to the question about whether it's editing or not. Sometimes things just aren't. Uh, they don't come out in front of the cameras because the situation doesn't call for it. You know, it doesn't right. end up getting to that. I mean, when you have a situation like the Brittany and Jack's thing, which is going on for so long and in such close proximity you know, then it's more likely that you'll hear an opinion like that from Schwartz, who doesn't like to say a bad word about anybody. So that's also something that shapes how we see people, because it's very much the way that you think about how you see people at dinner parties or events or something like that. You know, you only see a very specific version of them. Right. Uh, so, so surprising things about him, I guess, would be that. And uh, he's really into podcasts as well. Really? Nice. Oh, yeah. He, he's always recommending different ones to me. Uh, yeah, he loves all sorts of podcasts. That's so fun. So last question is, sure. what do you foresee happening on season seven? Like, how long do you think this can go on? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I actually think that it could go on in some version um, indefinitely because of the fact that it's about this friend group. Right. It's because 
I mean, outside of the confines of Sur, I feel like it has a limitless pos- uh, potential for, if not spinoffs, but like continued versions of the stories of these people because everyone is invested in the people. It's not so much the whatever job they have or where you know what town they live in. Uh, it's just sort of a matter of convenience that everyone mostly is in West Hollywood. But I really, yeah, I, I couldn't really put a number on it. I think maybe a couple of years ago I might have had a different answer. But uh, and in terms of what I think is going to happen, uh, I can't really predict accurately except for the fact, except for the one thing that Tom Tom mm-hmm. is going to be a real uh, game changer, if you will, because there's going to be a new restaurant that is going to have a lot of focus, I think, anyway, I would imagine. Um, because it's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, Tom, Tom, Schwartz and our, I mean, uh, so Schwartz, Sandoval, Katie and Ariana, that's going to be a very big part of their lives. And of course their friends' lives and, uh, who knows who's going to be working there and all of that. So I think that that will be an interesting shift that will be one of many things. And of course there's always surprises because even back to the Jackson Faith thing, right? So the night that happened, no one knew anything about it. I mean, we, we later right. find out that say like, uh, some of the friends of, you know, like James knew or whatever, whoever knew about that recording, but for the most part, nobody knew about that at all. So, um, who knows what surprises will, you know, hit on the first <laughs> night of taping. Well, has it started? I don't think so. I think it's in the next week or two weeks or something like that. Okay. Because usually it starts with a Sheena birthday party, and I know that. That's right. When is Sheena's birthday? Did it already happen? Yeah, I, May seventh. I, <laughs> I don't know. How I know. Oh no, this. no, that's good. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm bad with people's birthdays in general. It's not just. Uh, I remember hers. most but, dates. Um, um, well, no, that's it makes sense because they always start with that. But I think because last year it started later, and um, then because of that, yeah, the and it was such longer. a long season. Yeah, definitely, massively long. I mean, so, uh, but it's kind of interesting that I think it's uh, going to be cool that they have a little bit of a different timeline. I think because, so too. It can go a little into yeah. fall. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that, so how you know, the seasons are that different in LA, but you know. <laughs> no, true. But I mean, different birthdays. I mean, yeah. we'll see. I'm hoping that we see a joint. A, uh, exactly. Yes. That's, I'm really hoping for that. that my yeah. go- I want a joint Stasi Ariana birthday. I've, think that they are getting along they seem to have some mutual respect for each other right now they don't need to be best friends they know that they both don't need to be best friends like they have other friends yeah and you know last year there was a nice progression with that and then when ariana was on my podcast uh, i was really happy she said such nice things exactly i was so happy to hear that and um i think that's a really important step and so yeah same here i hope to see that as well me too. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Craig. I know you are oh, crazy man. Thanks busy. Thanks so much, Mandy. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I love, I love uh, uh, talking with you, and it's been great being on your show. Yes. Well, let's keep in touch. Um, Absolutely. And I would love to come back on uh, Pump Rules podcast when we when We'd love it's to have back. you on again. And con- congratulations again on, on your new dog, Stassi. Yes. Oh, my God. She is so cute. If you guys want to follow her, she's actually on yeah. Instagram. Um, that's, great. that's how people in the building request like play dates with her. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It's um, at Stasi underscore the underscore Westie. 
Um, but yeah, she's made a lot of friends in the building and we have a little building dog park. And so people are all like, Oh, can my dog play with your puppy? So she gets tired. (laughs) Like my puppy will never (laughs) get tired. (laughs) Oh, and also there's another show I do now with, uh, I don't know if you're a drag race fan. But oh, RuPaul? Friend... I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so not, I don't watch Katia. all the time, but yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I haven't caught the last season this year either, but I, um, my friend Brian, a.k.a. Katja Zamalajakova, I've known Brian for years from Boston. He used to perform at my night video drum discotheque, and um, we have a podcast called Whimsically Volatile that's been up for two to three months or so, and it's doing really well, and so if anyone's a fan of that, please check us out. And uh, it's called Whimsically Volatile. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Katya and Craig. And yeah, and Punctual's Pod. And that's that. Awesome. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, I think that's it, actually. Okay. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, have a, uh, a great week. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Have a good one, man. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.